Works. Welcome to edition 17 of Batonk Points Podcast. Although this podcast is a heavy load of international content, it is, of course, going to feature the local fair too, including, guess who? Yes, Jerry is back with us today with much info, much trivia and much data, as usual. Stay tuned also for some Danish delights, a trip to the SEA or the sea across to the Aegean. And while we're in the waters, we'll have a look at Wales, or rather Cymru. Lots of scores and competitions, as well as a tribute to Andrea Bowles' new bulls. So, stick by... singles and doubles in Denmark. I weirdly was sticking to facts we knew. After four rounds of qualifying, the Australian team did themselves proud. Eric ranked 35 out of 42 with one win and a delta of 37-41. The scores were 10 to 13, 4 to 13, 10 to 13 and 13 2. Selena ranked 18 out of 41 with two wins and a delta of 31 to 38, just missing out on the final 16. Belgium, with two wins and a delta of 46-41, was in 16th position. In mixed doubles, Salida and Eric won one and ranked 29 out of 39 and had a delta of 33-50. The scores were 13-11, 5-13, and 9-13. The PFA website has some great photos which can be seen in their gallery page. And, and thanks to Michel Prestier for his photos and support of the players. The final results are as follows. The women's singles was won by Sylviane Metheron from Switzerland. The men's singles was Jesus Sascho Elachon from Spain. Women's doubles were Relia Ruiz and Sarah Reyes from Spain. The men's doubles go to, hey, Diego Rizzi and Alessio Cococciolo from Italy. The mixed doubles went to Thailand. If you were like me and wondering where Cindy and Dillon were, well, they came out. The 2021 Southeast Asian Games, officially known as the 31st Southeast Asian Games or 31st SEA, that's where the C came from, 31st SEA Games and also known as Vietnam 2021, was the 31st edition of the Southeast Asian Games the biennial regional multi-sport event which was held in Hanoi, Vietnam and its surrounding cities from 12th to the 23rd of May with Patonk running from the 13th to the 19th. The Games were originally slated for December 2021 but due to COVID it was postponed to May of this year so although the Games were held in 2022 they are still named as 31st Southeast Asia Games and also known as Vietnam 21. I'm not confused. The final ranking by medal count was first Thailand, second Cambodia, third Vietnam, fourth Myanmar, fifth Laos and sixth Malaysia. In the men's events, Thailand took out gold in all the categories. Cambodia was second in the doubles with Vietnam and Laos equal bronze. The triples had Cambodia second again with Laos and Malaysia bronze. Lastly, the shooting event... Gold, of course, to Thailand, silver Vietnam, and bronze to Cambodia and Myanmar. In the women's events, the doubles were won by Vietnam, followed by Malaysia, 
with bronze to Laos and Cambodia. The triples had Cambodia with the gold, Vietnam with the silver, Laos and Thailand, bronze. You would never have guessed that. The shooting went to Myanmar, then Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam, bronze. The mixed events, doubles, gold to Cambodia, Sylvia, Vietnam, not Sylvia, Sylvia's somewhere else. Sylvia to Vietnam, Thailand and Malaysia got the bronze. Finally in the triples, Thailand first, they did do well. Laos second, with bronze to Myanmar and Vietnam. Still overseas, a little bit south and to the left of Denmark and north and to the right of Vietnam. Bordering the Aegean and Mediterranean seas puts us on the island of Crete, which is not far from the island of Eos, where I spent a couple of wonderful months back in the early 70s. Hmm. But that's another story for another place and another time. This report, though, comes from the Hellenic Petonque Clubs Federation. Another very important step for the Greek Petonque was completed with absolute success. Under the auspices... Under the auspices of FIPJP World Federation and the Federation of Greek National Soccer Associations and organised by the Petonchania Association, the first international seminar of Petonk coaches was held, which for the successful ones leads to gaining the internationally recognised FIPJP slash CIEP Level 1 Coaching Diploma. For three days, the CIEP president himself, Mr. Claude Relor, taught the prospective trainers the method of successful training on Batonk. The seminar took place in the beautiful space of the MAIX Convention Centre. The Hellenic Patonk Clubs Federation thanked Mr. Relor, president of the Patonk, <laughs> that's how they've written it, president of the Patonk Chania Association, and Mr. L. Andriano the Municipal Authority for the Support of All Participants. We have a report from Wales, or rather Comrie, entitled We Have a Winner. This was published by Publicity on April 29, 2022. Very many congratulations to Darren and his bunch of booligans. <laughs> who are very worthy winners of the first Landoff League and formidable force against any team, local, national or international. Not far behind in second place, Sally's Bargain Bulls, again a group of neighbours and friends who came together with little experience but who have developed into skilled players. Both these teams, all of whom have been playing Patong for less than two years, knocked Jim's Incredibles into third place. Without exception, each member of the Incredibles have been playing Patong for a minimum of 10 years and two of their number have even represented Wales. So well done Sally and the Bargain Bulls for whipping us into third position. The league has run effortlessly and been thoroughly enjoyable. This, I believe, has been due to the eight fantastic captains who worked hard with their teams to get all their matches played on time and in great spirit. Thank you to Darren, Sally, Jim, Pat, Phil, Paul, David and Claire for all your hard work in arranging matches, sometimes in difficult circumstances. A particularly big thank you to David and Claire who captained teams from a number of different households and often struggled in coordinating player availability. Thank you to everyone who took part in this great competition. The baton is now handed to John, Darren and Didier who will be running all the competitions this year. <laughs> Extreme Patonk is a Patonk variant based on the classic Patonk basics. 
Petonk Points podcast covered the Extreme Petonk organisation in an earlier edition. Please help yourselves to check it out. For those that missed that or are new to the sport, here is on what the game is based. One, respect for the basics. In other words, keep both feet on the ground. Use the classic Petonk throwing technique. Number two, no limits. Just remember, there are no limits. Three, go out and play wherever you want. Extreme Petonk was brought back into my view again recently when I saw on YouTube Scuba Tonk, which is underwater Petonk. Amazingly, they played much of a normal game, albeit underwater. They measured, they umpired, they shot. They also managed a pastis or two while playing. Like it's worth searching for on YouTube and Facebook. That's Scuba Tonk. That's S-C-U-B-A hyphen T-A-N-Q-U-E. Now, much closer to home. This is from Michael Lacasse of the Victorian Petonk Clubs Incorporated. Please inform your licensed players that a selection process will be held for the following event. The 2022 PFA Interstate Challenge. The host club will be Mount Martha Petonk Club at Watsons Road, Mount Martha. The date will be the weekend of August 27, 28, 2022. Two divisions open and 60 plus with six players in each division, three of each gender. Open means any age, but must remain mixed gender. That's three plus three. A registration fee of $200 per team will be kindly paid by VPCI. Each state is allowed one team per division. As state coat manager, I will invite players wishing to participate to email me directly of their expression of interest. I would like to finalise two teams by early July. This will give VPCI the opportunity to organise uniforms for the selected players. The cut-off date for interested players to provide me with their EIOI is 27th of June 2022. Selection will be based on Victorian Championship results. Hmm, I might have a chance. The 2022 Australian National Results and ranking points on the MyPetonk website. No, I don't have a chance. I will also use my discretion to ensure that we have two well-balanced teams. The 2022 PFA Interstate Challenge requires each team to have three players from each division, oh, no, from each gender in each division. I will also ask PFA if each state could add a substitute to accommodate situations where players are unable to play due to last-minute COVID-related or other issues. Any questions, get back to me. That's Michael at VPCI. Another one in Victoria from the St Kilda Club. 2022 St Kilda Tropical Winter Competition at the St Kilda Sports Club, 66 Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. Round one is Sunday, 29th of May. First prize is $1,000. Other cash and wine prizes as well. Wine prize for the top score each round. I think I might go in that. Play will be arranged as out-of-the-hat triples, but players are to register individually. Competition played over eight rounds fortnightly on Sundays. To be eligible for a prize, five rounds must be played. Players' best five-round individual scores are taken into the final calculation. Each round competition will be four games. First two games teams played with a team drawn out of the hat. The final two games played with a second team redrawn from the hat. Teams drawn from three hats, that's the best players' hat, the ladies' hat and the beginners' hat. All games are played to 13 points. Games commence at 11am with registration between 10 and 
The entry fee is $15 per round. Competition manager is Vcash and you can contact him on 0478 125 661. The 2022 Solstice Singles Capital Patonk Club at 115 Western Park Road, Canberra, ACT, Australia will be holding the 2022 Solstice Singles on Sunday the 9th of June. No, on Sunday the 19th of June. I hope you are listening carefully then. There is no entry fee and there are no prize monies. Just the honour, the glory of your name on the trophy for all time. Principal format will be knockout to last person standing. Losers, oh, I don't like that name. Non-winners will move to the Consolante competition running a Swiss draw format. Everyone will play the same number of games. There are only 32 spots available, so get in now. Online registration closes 12th of June 2022. Your contact details are to Smitty and the email address is solstice at capitalpatonk.org.au and if you wish to call directly 02-620-75802. Oh, did I mention Sue Rickaby wins the photo of the month with her dramatic shot Sunset over Mount Martha. Congratulations, Sue. And now... Yes, the one you've all been waiting for, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, we've just had the World Championships in Denmark and the SEA Games in Vietnam. So it just goes to show how popular Patonk is worldwide. And you're going to expand on that today, aren't you? Uh, yes, that's right. That's right, Rex. Um, uh, today I was just going to talk a little bit about Katonk in Mauritius, which obviously uh, I think as most people know, Mauritius is a small island and has a reasonably small population, about 1.3 million, but they certainly punch above their weight on the global stage in Katonk. And they're also well known as well in the state of Victoria, because obviously there's a lot of uh, Melbourne clubs to a certain degree, dominate uh, in Victoria. Well, they and, certainly uh, do. I've come across them a few times myself. I've not ever come out the best at those encounters. Yeah, that's right. I think there are very few people who do. It happens every now and then, but there's a challenge, isn't it? Indeed. So, yes, we're going to talk about our Republic of Mauritius, which comprises not just one island. Uh, the main island is Mauritius, but it also includes the island of Rodriguez, Agalega and St. Brandon. And for those that are not sure where Mauritius is located in the world, it isn't it just east of Madagascar, just east of Madagascar, which is east of Africa, isn't it? Uh, that's right, yeah. And there's a fair distance between some of the islands. Uh, Rodriguez is about 500 kilometres from Mauritius. And in fact, there are other islands there geographically would be part of the same chain, uh, but are not part of Mauritius, thinking there of the Ile de la Réunion, which I believe is still French. They obviously also play Pétonc there, and a bit later on, I, we, we talk about the concept of Pétonc holidays, All right, yep. which was launched, I think, in 2012 in the district of Mahibourg. They received, uh, you know, tourists not only from Madagascar, which uh, lots of French people go over there as well. I've kind of jumped the gun there a little bit, right? That's OK. Um, so are there any outstanding players that have come from Mauritius we know of? There are. If I talk a little bit about the start of Pitonki in Mauritius, as we say, Mauritius was a French colony from 1715. Obviously, that's way before 
pétanque was invented. In fact, at the time when pétanque was invented in the 1920s, Mauritius was part of the English Empire. During the Napoleonic Wars in 1810, the English invaded Mauritius. Then, at the end of the war in, in 1814, it was incorporated into the British Empire. Those and damn Brits was, getting in the way again, aren't they? <laughs> well, yes, in that sense, it's, probably, it's surprising that they don't play uh, maybe lawn bowls or something. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but certainly there's there's no real evidence of Piton having been played in, in Mauritius in the 1920s or 1930s or 40s. That does seem strange, though, doesn't it, Jerry? because of big influence of the French. Well, that's right. There's been a strong French influence in Mauritius, obviously, an English influence, and obviously they speak both English and French, as well as Creole. They really have three languages. Right. I think French is the language of diplomacy. I'm not quite sure under which circumstances uh, when they switch from one language to the other, but uh, certainly uh, there are three languages. Sure. How's Mauritius gone as far as from when they started playing? How did the history of their games go? Well, if you're looking at the start of Pitonkin in Mauritius, it really started to take off in the late 90s, in the 2000s. But you can look at the very start of it as being the late 60s. In fact, in 1967, okay, I'll talk here a little bit about one of the really well-known players, Patrick Tuchin. Uh He's currently age 75. He's credited with starting with the start of Pitong in 1967. And in an interview, he said that he used to walk every day through Rose Hill, which is in Mauritius, not very far from Top Louis. He'd noticed a couple playing pitonk, and you know, he'd never seen this before. He was evidently curious, and uh, and he'd stop and watch. And then one day, they invited him to join the game. He found that it was a great game, and for him, it took off from there. He actually set up one of the first pitonk clubs uh, called Delphi. That's uh, interesting. Yes, it is, yes. But I say there's a lot of French-based names and also a lot of English-based names. And that was located in the area of Settler. Uh, that's a French place name, Celtic, <laughs> a British place name. Right. So that was that all started on the Rue Blondel in Rose Hill in 1967. But obviously, you know, it took, it took a long time to get really popular. And I think it did gain popularity in the big towns, in Top Louis, for instance. But after the 2000s, it started spreading throughout the countryside. But, but now, the main island of Mauritius is uh, divided into municipal councils. Right. Uh, and I found on the official government website a mention of 89 official pitong terrains. All right. So, right. So ranging from large tournaments, you know, as you have in France, yep. big covered spaces for large tournaments, to, you know, the smaller playing areas like we might have at Myersville, for instance. I think there are actually a lot more than that because a lot of people will just play, have a game in a car park, so all those places are not counted. Uh, are they known for any of their particular tournaments worldwide? Uh, yes, let me see now. In 1989, they joined the International Federation, uh, and then in 1997, they had their first 24-hour tournament. That was in Capitaldorne. And so with a 24-hour tournament, it's a bit like the 24-hour races at Le Mans. They play through the night. It's really fucking good. That sounds like a real challenge. I bet you've got that sort of thing up at Smythesdale. Ah, uh, well, we ha- look, we haven't done it yet in Smythesdale, but we do have a quote from an, an electrician to supply some lighting. Excellent. So, 
<laughs> so next year, maybe. Okay. Uh, well, put my name down. I'll be there. <laughs> that's right, Rick. We don't even have to limit ourselves to 24 hours. I think at Mauritius they do 48 and three-day three tournaments oh, as well. That's amazing. Although I, I'm not sure if the three-day tournaments are, they play all through the night. That would be a, a real endurance. Yeah, I'll say. You mentioned that there's um, a number of peace all over the place. Do you have any idea how many players there are registered in Mauritius? In, in 2016, uh, there were about 1,200 licensed players and 10,000 social players. And just to give you an idea of how quickly it's spreading, I believe now that uh, in 2022, there'd be about 3,700 licensed players and the number of social players would be closer to 20,000. And, you know, we're talking about a population here approximately 1.3 million. Yeah, it's almost 1.5% of the population involved in playing Pekong. Love to see those figures here. Uh, yes, <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? We'll get there, I'm sure. Yeah. I did say, you know, that on the international stage, they're, they're playing very well. And in 2021, at the Barcelona World Championship, they came fifth. Excellent. That was really something. I think before that, they reached the eight finals in the 2016 World Championship. But it does show, you know, they're getting closer to the number one spot. Yeah, as you said earlier, they punch well above their weight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Last time, I think we spoke about Thailand. Certainly did a very popular game, and they're doing very well. They're a popular station. The Mauritius is, uh, is a small island, which is it's quite inspiring when you think about it. What were you saying earlier about Patong family holidays? Yeah, so that was in, I think, 2012. One of the municipal councils uh, at Nahibu decided to actively promote the sport a little bit more, and so somebody came up with the idea of organising Patong family holidays. So the thing there is if you want to go on holiday in Mauritius, they will organise Patong tournaments, as many as you like, I believe, that you can play in during your stay. So, you know, you, you pack your boodle with it, you know, as you're staying there for a week and have seven <laughs> tournaments in the week. <laughs> what a brilliant idea. I can see that happening in Rosebud, Bondi, Harvey Bay, or even the beaches of Broome. And that just about brings us to the end of this, Jerry. Well, yes, it does, Rick. But it's funny you should mention those Australian places. Uh, I know some players from interstate. I think they were, they were coming down to the Avoca tournament. They planned the, the route that they take to take them past various uh, pitonk clubs that they know. They go off for three weeks or something. At every place where they stop, they're, they're close to a pitonk club. So effectively, it's a pitonk holiday. How good is that? <laughs> it's a pitonk holiday without without the, the holiday actually being... It's a self-organised one. Excellent. It's the way to go. It makes me think as well of Moiston, because Moiston has a camping ground in the, the area where they play. Quite often there are people who play pitonk who choose to stop there, or they might be on their way to the Grampians or something, you know. Sure. And uh, they stop there, and they know when to stop, because... Uh, they choose a Friday or a Sunday when Moiston are playing there and they get a game of Pitong. So it's pretty good. Um, Rick, I just wanted to, yeah, to, to, to thank uh, a couple of people who gave me a lot of information for this. Jason Sumeri and Vikash Sunki. I spoke to both of them on the phone and uh, they were able to give me some more up-to-date information on uh, a lot of the things that we've, we've spoken about. So that's Jason and Vikash. Okay. Yeah.
All right then, Jerry. I think we could probably leave it there. That's been packed full of information as usual, and it's given us all an insight into how things are all around the world, but particularly this time in Mauritius. Thank you very yes. much for that. And if I can just say, the next thing I'm going to talk about, I haven't quite finished the research yet, is the history of Sitonk in the Pyrenees region of Victoria. How wonderful. You know, because but I believe it started off with the, the French vignerons that set up their wineries in that area. I've got a couple of very good sources there. Uh, Ken Field, who's the secretary of Avoca uh, Petonk Club. Right. Uh, and who used to work as well for uh, Chateau Hemi. Which oh, is okay, yep. It'll be certainly an interesting one for people in the area and a lot of people in Victoria know it as well because of the tournament. Well, you've whetted our appetites, something really to look forward to. Well, hopefully, yes. Uh, there'll be a lot of information that I can get on there. A lot of people have played there and know the area. And it is packed full of wineries. There's a lot of things to do there. And wineries and Patonk always go together. <laughs> I look forward to it, Jerry. Thank you once again for this podcast and your input into it. And look so much forward to hearing about the history of that area up there. So thanks, Jerry. You take care. You're welcome. Thanks very much, Rick. Here's a special one for Andrea of Mount Martha Club. And bear with me. A bold bowls was bowled over at breaking in bulls bought by befriended broker before bouncing old batter bulls beyond boundaries on a biased base at the bowls club beyond Bayside Beach. But her bright bearing brought bystanders to beyond belief by her brilliant bull balancing at the Bullerdrome, where broad beams blazing from the baking sun bore down. Beckoning beers, best before bedtime, were hot by brewery benefactors, became too beautiful to be abandoned, and the bulls bursting forth became bucketed. That was a little more than I'd bargained for. Yes, that's enough of that. for being with the Tom Point Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your quick trip around the globe. Try a game of scuba patonk, or not. Apply for a spot in the in-state challenge or the tropical winter competition. And what about getting your name on that solstice trophy? If you are playing against Andrea, be gentle when shooting her new bulls. If you or your club have something you would like featured on Patonk Point Podcasts, email me, Rex, audiorexy at gmail.com. That's audiorexy at gmail.com. Remember, the first rule of Patonk is to have fun. Cheers. Rex out. You're a good man, Rex. <laughs>